he is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a pick. That's oh a pick. my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Hello and welcome back. This is the seventh episode of Five Yard Fantasy, and today I am back on my own. Once again, for anyone new, I am Jackson Durham. Uh, today I'm excited to go over. We're going to go over 16 offensive rookies, all 16 of the offensive rookie first round picks this year. And I'm going to give you guys some updates on their progress that they've made during camp, uh, that they've made during the preseason. All these guys are really young. Uh, There's going to be a lot of ups and downs with all of them. It's a bit too early to make broad statements about any of these guys. So don't take this as that. I'm not like making some sweeping generalization about their whole career or them as a player. But I thought we'd just check in with all 16 of them, see where they're at, see how they've been doing. Uh, And we'll get things going with the first offensive player off the board, and that would be Ikem Ikwonu, offensive tackle to the Carolina Panthers. Ikwonu's done pretty well so far. He's earned a lot of praise from Panthers coaches. Uh, But what we've seen so far has been pretty mixed, uh, giving up two back-to-back sacks in Week 2. That's really not great. He was... Able to put up some decent tape, though. Uh, A couple pancake blocks. Regularly standing his ground against some solid pass rushers. Definitely has the physical traits that you want to see in an offensive tackle. But he's going to need that time to develop. And that's a theme you'll see with a lot of the offensive linemen. A lot of these guys are really, really great physical prospects. It's why they went in the first round. But they're going to need time to get there. Uh, It's something we see with a lot of offensive linemen. That kind of three-year curve is really what we're looking for. For them to peak in year three. So year one, we're not too, too worried about uh, flags or a few sacks given up. We're expecting there to be rough moments with all of these guys. Uh, Moving on to someone really similar, Evan Neal, another offensive tackle. He has been fantastic in the run game. Uh, That is the number one thing I've noticed with Evan Neal, Giants tackle. He is so good at leveraging that size that he has and his ability to move. It's, It's a really rare combination. Uh, and he gets up field so well. Uh, he's flattening guys five, ten yards down the field to help break plays for his running backs. And Saquon Barkley is going to love that. Uh, that is huge for Saquon Barkley's value uh, in that offense. I, I really do feel like he can help Saquon take that step if he continues to play that well as a run blocker. He's going to need to start taking some steps as a pass blocker to really solidify himself as a franchise tackle for the Giants. But I think him on one side and Andrew Thomas on the other side is a really, really big upgrade for Daniel Jones this season. I'm expecting him to benefit a lot from that as well. Moving on, next offensive player off the board was Drake London, receiver to the Atlanta Falcons. London's had a bit of a rough camp. He hasn't really seen the practice field in a while. He suffered a knee injury uh, and has been held out of all of the preseason action. But uh, he was doing really well during minicamp and during the early weeks of practices. He was earning some Mike Evans comp- or comparisons. excuse me, And that's, that's rare uh, for any rookie receiver to get compared to uh, a great such as Mike Evans is huge. That's definitely what you want to hear. I think it's a little early to be comparing him to a pro bowler like Mike Evans. But, uh, you know, people are going to do it. And he has absolutely put some excellent contested catches on tape. Uh, a bunch of them have shown up on my Twitter feed. He he looks really good in these training camp videos. Uh, he's going to be Atlanta's receiver number one this season. So I think there is actually pretty solid fantasy value right away. 
with Drake London. He's He's got flex value at the very minimum. Uh, the target share is just going to be there, barring an injury uh, down the line, which is not entirely out of the possibility. We've already seen him get hurt this year. I think he does have fantasy value. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is going to dominate that target share over in Atlanta, and it's really going to depend on Marcus Mariota or potentially Desmond Ritter if that ends up happening. But if he can get good quarterback play, London should have a lot of value. Uh, moving on from Drake London, we got Charles Cross, offensive tackle Seattle. Cross has been earning a lot of praise as well, uh, but he's been super penalty prone. Uh, I think four penalties in his preseason action, maybe three or four. Uh, he's definitely going to be the number one starting left tackle for Seattle. He's been taking almost every single first team rep in camp, uh, but there's going to be some rough moments on tape for Cross. He's just not quite there yet in terms of his development, but I think he does have the early makings of a franchise tackle for Seattle. I think this was a really good pick for them. And I think you'll see Rashad Penny and the Seahawks receivers, they will benefit from a big improvement at the left tackle spot. It's the most important spot on the offensive line. I really feel like Charles Cross helps Seattle turn that from weakness to strength over the next couple of seasons. It may not show up on tape this year, but I think he over time will develop into a really really solid offensive tackle garrett wilson uh new york jets receiver wilson has not exactly earned that receiver one spot yet uh i has called him a top five receiver in the nfl uh i don't think he's exactly there yet and neither do the jets uh as clearly he is he's in the mix for receiver number one but they've got a pretty solid rotation of receivers there better than people realize with elijah moore Corey davis and now garrett wilson in the mix as well I think he's he's going to have some volume. Uh, he should have some fantasy value. Huge dynasty value for him. Uh, but I just don't see it yet. I think he's probably receiver three to maybe he caps out at receiver two as the season wears on. Uh, I could, You know what? Honestly, I could see him taking over as receiver number one from Elijah Moore if he plays really, really well. But I think Moore and Davis are going to give him a hard time in terms of moving up that volume chart. Those are both two pretty solid receivers. I think they look to move on from Davis after this season, though, to open up that volume for Garrett Wilson and really let him have it. Uh, moving on from them, Chris Olave, uh, receiver for the New Orleans Saints, another receiver here. Olave, he has not gotten a ton of run during the preseason games, but he did get himself mentioned a couple episodes ago during our list of notable players uh, during our Week 2 review. He was really impressive during that game. He scored uh, a, a touchdown during that game and really impressed during their joint practices. I think Olave absolutely figures to have a big role in that Saints offense. That makes him passing option number four for the Saints behind Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Alvin Kamara as well will be in the mix there. So I don't really see a ton of fantasy value this season for Chris Olave, but dynasty managers should absolutely be all over Olave. I love his route running. I think he's really good. Uh, I think he will be the New Orleans Saints franchise guy at receiver for the next five to 10 years. Jamison Williams, after him, Detroit receiver, really, really solid receiver. I love Jamison Williams. Uh, I think he might be the most talented receiver in this draft. Uh, he has earned a ton of praise for his ability to stay engaged in this camp, despite still not being back from that ACL. We still don't have a timetable for him to return. He suffered that ACL during the national championship game against Georgia. But when he does return for the Lions, he does figure to have immediate fantasy value, in my opinion. I think he starts off as that receiver number two, and that probably makes him the third receiving option for them behind Amon Ross and Brown 
you know what he might even yeah yeah third receiving option for them behind Amon Ross St. Brown and TJ Hawkinson I'm gonna slide him ahead of DJ Chark I think he's really good I think he could establish himself as the number one option in really really short in a really really short amount of time uh, I think the Lions will really benefit from having him I think he's a massive massive dynasty target and should be I think he'll make the waiver wire in a lot of people's redraft leagues this year I think you should pick him up especially midway through the season I think he'd be really really valuable for you if you're looking for that playoff push receiver Kenyon Green, back to the O-lineman. Kenyon Green has not had an ideal camp so far. Uh, there's still plenty of time to turn things around for the offensive guard. But, uh, and the Texans, you know, they just haven't had the greatest luck drafting offensive linemen lately. Uh, but Green suffered a concussion during the first week of practices that is going to keep, or that kept him out until the third preseason game. Uh, he's playing with the second stringers when he did play in the third season, third preseason game, meaning he's almost definitely not going to be a week one starter uh lovey smith has stated that he does expect this guy to be a starter in the offense though so i'm not calling Kenyon green a bust yet it just hasn't really worked out just yet i think he needs more time to to gel in that offense he missed a lot of practice due to that concussion so that's really going to hurt his chances of starting early on i uh, look for him to be an impact player later on this season for them though Jahan dotson receiver for the washington commanders uh dotson the commanders do seem to be in love with Jahan Dotson. Uh, they really, really like this guy. I was not as high on him coming out in the draft. Uh, I just didn't really see it out of Penn State. I thought he was a second or third round receiver. Uh, I would not have taken him in the first. But he has already been receiving a ton, a ton of praise from Carson Wentz, from Ron Rivera, from many beat reporters for his routes, for his contested catches, which I'm sure you've seen on Twitter. Uh, I think he figures to be the commander's second option in the receiving game right away behind Terry McLaurin. I think they've got something to prove with Jahan Dotson, which is something I've, I've mentioned before on this podcast. Uh, I really do think Dotson should have some immediate fantasy value. I'm still not 100% sold on him, but I think the volume alone makes him fantasy valuable as a flex this year in a similar way to Drake London. Zion Johnson, offensive guard for the Chargers. This is somebody I really liked. Just like... Jahan Dotson I did not expect Zion Johnson to go in the first round but I was very pleasantly surprised when the Chargers took him uh he was a standout at Boston College both of the years he played there before there he was at Davidson uh he's been praised already for his play at guard for his maturity in that Chargers offense I think installing him on that line that already has Rashawn Slater that already has some really good players that's going to work out really well for the Chargers. That's going to work out really well for Justin Herbert, for Austin Eckler, for Keenan Allen. All of them should massively improve from that offensive line just really being a cohesive unit. I think over time, we'll see that have a big effect on the Chargers' success on offense. They're already really good, but having these young offensive linemen, I think they can continue to add some more over the next couple of years. I think that offense is going up, 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 up. They've got a lot of young talent that is just looking... It's everything you want to see in a young offense. Traylon Burks, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Burks has had a bit of medical difficulties during camp. Uh, he was held out entirely of rookie minicamp due to asthma-related issues. Those same asthma-related issues forced him to leave a practice early. Uh, when he's been available, though, he has been absolutely been a favorite target of Ryan Tannehill, and I think he slots in as the number two option in the Titans passing game behind Robert Woods. Traylon Burks was somebody I was really high on. Uh, made my number three or number two receiver, uh, depending on the day. Some days I would go back and forth on it. 
but Burks, I think he's really, really solid. I watched him a lot at Arkansas. He's such a natural fit for that offense that had A.J. Brown. I think he's very similar to A.J. Brown, uh, which is something Dylan mentioned on our last episode. I think he works out really well for the Titans. If he can get that asthma issue under control, I think there's very few concerns for him. Next up, Trevor Penning, someone who the same cannot be said for. Trevor Penning has had a decent amount of concern headed his way already, uh, catching national attention repeatedly this offseason for starting fights at Saints practices, different fights. Uh, And the Saints, to their credit, they still apparently really like what they've seen from Trevor Penning. Uh, They're super pleased with the progress he's made. Uh, He was a very small school uh, product, I believe, Northern Iowa. So I don't think they expected him to be a day one starter. He's not going to be a day one starter according to their depth chart. But I think he figures to be a solid backup tackle when he does return from the torn ligament uh, that he had to have surgery on. There's no timeline for that return yet. But if Penning can get his discipline under control, I did like a lot of his tape at UNI. I think he's just a bit uh, a bit out of control. So if he can bring it all down and and kind of garner some discipline, which I think is is something NFL coaching can can instill in you, then I think Penning does still have a chance to be a really good tackle in this league. Uh, he's got to get it together though. The fighting, it's it's just not productive for your team. There's there's no reason to be infighting with your teammates. That's not going to help anybody. Uh, at the end of the day, moving on from him, Kenny Pickett, Steelers quarterback, Pickett. He's had a bit of an up-and-down camp. He started as QB3, uh, but then pretty early on in training camp, he passed up Mason Rudolph for that backup job. Really come on strong lately, uh, especially in the second and third preseason games. He has challenged Trubisky a lot more than I've expected for that Steelers starting job. Uh, And I think, I mean, he's definitely still in the running. Uh, Tomlin has not made a decision on who the Steelers starting quarterback is going to be as of the recording of this episode. Uh, and so, it, which is much further than I expected Pickett to make it in that QB competition. I expected Trubisky to kind of lock that down on experience alone. I think, in my mind, they were pretty comparable skill-wise, so I expected Tomlin to just go with Trubisky. But it's looking like Pickett is really, really impressing. He impressed me a lot in the preseason games. I think he's had some impressive practices from what I've heard. So I'm, I am looking for that decision. I think it's, I think it is still going to be Trubisky at the end of the day. I think they, they're going to make that decision that I talked about where you ride with the experience uh, and let Pickett kind of learn for a little bit behind Trubisky. I don't see any reason to throw Pickett into the fire right away. Uh, but I do, I am very much impressed with what Pickett has shown already. Moving on from him, Tyler Smith, uh, guard slash tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Drafted to be a guard Smith, uh, you know, he might find himself filling the role of a of another Smith on the Cowboys offensive line this year. Uh, that would be Tyron Smith, who's out for three to four months with a hamstring injury. And Tyler Smith, he played left tackle the last two years at Tulsa, and he was previously slated as the backup left guard to Connor McGovern. But with Smith out, it is seeming like he's going to step in at left tackle. Smith's performance at left tackle is really going to be key for the Cowboys offense if he can't step up right away and fill in for Tyron Smith who's dealt with injuries over the last couple seasons so it's not like they're not used to playing without Tyron uh, but it could be a major factor if he's a liability on the line that could sink the Dallas Cowboys ship faster than they expected moving on from Tyler Smith Tyler Linderbaum another Tyler on the offensive line this one for the Baltimore Ravens playing center Linderbaum has earned a bunch of praise uh, but he's also missed time due to injury. He 
he's outstanding. Uh, he was the top center in the draft by a country mile. Uh, I think he will absolutely be the week, the team's week one starting center if he's available. Uh, he's just such an outstanding talent who has such a great feel for the game. Uh, and I think the value of a great center cannot, cannot, cannot be understated. Uh, I think Linderbaum can absolutely help the Ravens take a huge step on the offensive line this year, which is going to be really important for them as they've moved on from a lot of receivers. So the running game is going to be huge for them this year. Cole Strange, offensive guard for the New England Patriots. It's our last pick from the first round of the 2022 draft. Cole, he's working to prove he is not the reach that many have labeled him as. Uh, one of those people being Rams coach Sean McVay in a pretty viral clip. Uh, and he's already impressed coaches in New England. He He's earned the starting left guard spot. Uh, they described him as being a plug-and-play starter. Uh, and he has not missed a single practice, which that's going to earn you a lot of praise for your work ethic. And that work ethic will pay off. Uh, he's dealing with a massive transition, and we've seen it in some of his training camp tape. Going from UT Chattanooga to the NFL is going to be rocky no matter what. But I think Strange really does have a chance to be a franchise piece on the offensive line. He seems like a really talented player. Maybe not as strange of a pick as we all initially thought, if you'll pardon the pun. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thanks for hanging out. I know it was a short one, uh, but that will wrap. us. see you guys on Thursday for our tight end rankings. Uh, I am out of here. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a pick. That's oh a my pick. goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it.